If you would like to have your music played on Riders Live, just email bookingriders at gmail.com. That's booking, R-O-D-E-S, at gmail.com. Or submit through the booking form via our website, which is www.rodesonline.net via the booking form. If you would like to be the worst popping artist of the day, or if you would like to be interviewed, or if you would like ad space, submit via the booking form on ridersonline.net. Alright? If you would like to make a donation to the show, just cash at Riders T20. That's dollar sign R-O-D-E-S T20. Alright? They call him the wild fowl. Yeah. They call him the wild fowl. Yeah. They call him the wild fowl. They call him the wild fowl. Yeah. They call him Whitney Houston is the worst pop and iconic artist of the day, y'all. Let's get it. If I should stay, I would only be in your way. So I'll go, but I know I'll think of you every step of the way. And I
life treats you kind And I hope you have all you dreamed of And I wish you joy and happiness But above all this, I wish you
That was Whitney Houston with I Want to Run to You and The Greatest Love of All, available on all streaming platforms. Welcome to Riders Live. I'm your host, Riders. Our guest today is no stranger to Riders Live. She's been on here multiple times. So I would like to have you formally introduce yourself because you've been helping me in different capacities every time you've been here. But today is all about you. Introduce yourself to the listeners of Riders Live. Hi, everybody. My name is Napira Loveless, and I do have my hands in multiple things. But today we're coming to talk to you about milk. So I am an IBCLC, or which is an International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. But for people who don't know, that's just somebody who helps mothers breastfeed. And with everything that's going on, it's kind of very relevant that we have in this conversation today. Okay, how did you get into the lactation business? <laughs> now, that's a tricky conversation, but I love to have that talk. Um, it really started when I was married and I was having a baby and my husband said, hey, I need you to get a job. And I was like, I'm not going back to work unless God drop a job in my lap. Because I usually stay home with my kids. I have five children. And the last one, I wanted to stay home with her like I did for the rest of them. I usually took, stay home and I breastfed. So I'm at the doctor's office, had, just had the baby. And in comes the lactation consultant. And she's like, you're what I'm looking for. And I'm like, hmm? She said, hey, look, we're starting a program here at this hospital. And... You're a black mom and I see you have other babies on your chart and you breastfed them for a long time and you breastfed them well and we're starting this pilot program. Would you be interested in having a job? I cannot promise you anything, but if so, if you're interested, I'll let you know. I was like, really? I was like, sure. She's like, okay, I'm not even gonna stay in your room and help you feed your baby right now. I'm gonna leave. I'll be back in a few minutes and then we can talk at the end of my shift. Well, she leaves, and I look over to my husband at the time, and I say, um, she just came and offered me a job. He said, no, she didn't. I didn't hear her. I said, okay, when she come back in the room, we're going to ask her again what she said, and if she says so, if she says yes, I'm going to tell you that God got the funniest sense of humor in the world, because I said I wasn't going back to work unless God dropped a job in my lap. So she comes back in the room at the end of her shift. And I said, before you say anything, I said, Miss Crable, because that was her name. Um, did you just offer me a job? And she said, yeah, we started this program. And if possible, you look like you might be a good fit. And I just looked and was like, oh, my God, I guess I'm going back to work. So at that time, she, she told me to give her a call when I got discharged and sent her an email and they would see about trying to get me on board and find out my history and things like that. So before then, I breastfed my kids on my own. I helped other moms that I was associated with and then any moms like at church with me that were having problems breastfeeding because that really wasn't the norm in the 90s. You just wasn't doing that. Um, and so in 2007, I landed a job but I had to do 2,500 hours as a layperson just to sit for the exam. And so I worked at the hospital for two years as a breastfeeding support tech. I took my test in 2010 
And I've been a lactation consultant ever since. Um, the cool news is it's needed. So I have a passion for our people far as African-Americans getting us to breastfeed, understanding why we need to do it and why and the barriers that's stopping us from doing it. Um, but dealing with things that's right now, it's like, it's really, really a mission that we need to be on to make sure that all our babies are fed. So I became an IBCLC. I started a, a company. It was like, as if God dropped it in my lap, he said, feed my people my manna. And I'm like, huh? And I thought about it. Manna was what they gave came that came down from heaven when there was no food and there was a shortage of food and the people didn't have anything to eat and so every day it rained down manna according to the story in the bible and that's how the people ate and so now we're at a point where manna is so important and this case is breast milk and my passion for it is real i fed all of my kids i've assisted moms for the last 10 years can't tell you how many moms that's been it's quite a lot and i really am about the business of feeding what are the pros and cons of breastfeeding well the pros and cons of breastfeeding is depending on which way you look at things so i'm going to come from a non-ibclc position and be neutral in my statement some of the cons would be that it's time consuming and formula is readily available and you don't have to have a baby attached to your breast or you don't have to pump to get the milk out. So that would be in formula's favor. So it's, it's the simplicity or that it's not complicated to get a hold of it, except in the time that we're in right now where it's very complicated. But the benefits are, for, and this one is not for formula, it's for breast milk. Uh, breast milk changes. So whatever you eat, that's what your baby's eating. Uh, breast milk is has nothing to do with food. It is an immunoglobin factor. So it is all about the immune system. So you let's say, I call it kindergarten germ. So you got a five-year-old, he comes and touch the baby's body and then now cough, cough, and it's touching you, then it'll go through your body systematically. It will prepare the baby for kindergarten germ at three o'clock. So by the time the baby gets the next feed, at some point, it's getting the immunization from its big sister who was at daycare to prevent it from getting, or the baby, from getting that germ. So it is a real life system that is constantly interacting, constantly changing with you and your body. Um, the, another major factor is in the womb, the lungs are the last thing to develop. Right after that, the baby is born, the head got to kind of stay squishy to come through the birth canal. And so now you need the brain to develop. Well, that's what breast milk does. It goes into the body and it works on all the areas, the gray matter of the brain. It's helping to increase the brain. It has all these fatty acid, uh, DAA, and all those other things that you hear people say, oligosaccharides, that's a big word, but you'll see those words now on formula uh, bottles because that was one of the missing elements of it. So back in the day, prior to right now that we're hearing about babies dying, back in the day, a lot of babies died 
because there wasn't enough fatty acids in the milk. The thing is, they get their fatty acids from either another animal protein or from a plant. Whereas you as a human, you're building it specifically for your baby. Another thing that's a pro for breast milk is it doesn't taste the same. So whatever you're eating, that's what that baby is eating. It's, it's these things called flavonoids. So if you have steak and some green beans, that baby kind of already know what steak and green bean tastes like. However, if I ask you, what's your favorite food? So you're the host and I'm going to ask you, Mr. Tremaine, Rodis, what is your favorite food? Oxtails, peas, and rice. All right, so let me ask you a question. If you had to eat that 365 days out of the year, eight times a day, would it still be your favorite food? Yeah, with some caramel cake, hell yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing is, with babies that get formula, it doesn't change. It's going to always be the same. So it would be oxtails eight times a day, 365 days out of the year. And so it doesn't have any fluctuation. You can't, it doesn't modify as the baby is growing and baby grows in stages. So the beautiful thing about breast milk is it's developing. It's a real life substance. It's constantly changing. Uh, babies are exposed to a lot of different tastes. And most babies who are breastfed, they are not picky eaters. And they know the wind button. So you can't overfeed a breastfed baby. When they're breastfed, when they're ready to stop eating, they will stop. So that helps with obesity. They don't usually get ear infections. A major reason for that is the way that they're healed. It's a natural common way. Whereas with the formula, the fluid can, if you, especially if you're bottle feeding and haven't been trained properly, the fluid gets in the ear. So then you got ear infections. So there's just so many different reasons between diarrhea. Uh, if you're a preemie, you're talking neck necrotitis intercolitis which is a really bad bug that's the word i would use for the intestines that make babies really really sick um another major important one that people don't talk about often but it's out there is sudden infant death syndrome which we call SIDS. breastfed babies are the risk is lowered when they breastfeed and the reason why is because it's not heavy like formula. So breast milk is light. It's sort of like Chinese food. And it's organic. So, yeah, it's very organic. And so what happens is when they go to sleep, babies who have formula go, mm, and they stay in a really strong sleep cycle. And so if they mouth touches something, a piece of paper or brush or the, the bumper on the baby bed, they're not aroused to wake up. It's harder for them. Except, but breastfed babies, when they go to sleep, they never stay in the REM cycle very long. So as soon as they get there and there's something around them, they wake up quickly. So it has a lot of benefits. Okay. So is this universal to all ethnicities? Absolutely. I mean, humankind wouldn't exist if we couldn't provide human milk. Every mammal, what's so uh, fascinating to me about it is we as human species are called mammals 
And mammals actually mean breast. So it's like we're named after what we're intended to do naturally. So dogs naturally breastfeed their babies and cats and any other animals that give live birth, which is really cool because when they have, if we have a set of litter that's born, you won't let anybody adopt those puppies until after they got through nursing. So right. if, if, if we know to do that for the animal that's a, a dog, it's same species, same species as us like mammals, then why won't we do the same thing for our own, which is human? So if we gave our own instinctively, we're, we're naturally connected to be able to feed our baby or we would die off as a species. That's just the truth. Okay. Do drugs, do drugs or any other terminal illnesses affect um, or create obstacles for breastfeeding your children? Yeah, it can. It can create some barriers. Um, what are well, some of the What are some of the barriers? Uh, some things we would just say no. We don't want that mom to have that baby. But then other things, the risk that that baby, that mom's milk. But that's really a rare thing. It all has to depend. And working in the hospital, one of the things we found that moms who were meth babies. Like as long as mom was on a program and promised to stay on the program, we wanted her to feed her baby because the body was working on an antidote and, and giving medicine to the mom, to the baby, you know, in just the right amount to help the baby. So it, it all depends. So like, I know marijuana is a big hot topic. And so that's one that's still out on the table. Some, some studies say, their marijuana is fine. Some studies say it's going to make your baby crazy in three months. There is still really mm -hmm. no proof on it. Well, sorry, three years. It says cognitively they slow down. Those are what the studies say. I, I have no opinion about that at all. I say talk to your doctor about that one, especially in the point of where marijuana is starting to be uh, legal in some states and not others. So Weed is the only one that's kind of like that big question mark, right? Um, far as other drugs, heroin, things like that, we if you can get the mom clean, you want the milk. That's the fact. If, okay. if, even if she's just clean enough of that. Okay. Um, I know some people that that's had multiple crack babies and they turned out to be successful and got their own businesses, graduated from college and everything. But um, when she had the children, they were um, drug drug addicted, but they gave them coffee, you know. She was like, hey, give them some damn coffee, shit. To help with the snakes. <laughs> Can't have no crack. You gonna drink this damn coffee, you know. <laughs> so another thing that I wanna touch on, um, can you elaborate on what's actually going on with the Similac in society? Well, okay. Abbott is... Just bring, the, us, just bring us up to speed on it. So the right now there's a nationwide feeding shortage. And as of yesterday, they just dropped down formula that they've imported from Germany and Indianapolis, which is still gonna take some time to get to the stores and get to people. And besides that, you have 
a shortage in all the stores across the nation. Moms are fighting over food over I, that's the last jar it's like almost one of those movies where you're going to get the last toy at christmas and everybody's running and fighting that's what's happening right now people are driving miles and miles away trying to find fo- food and formula babies have been admitted to the hospital because they're sick or dying because they got a hold of bad formula which made them recall it in the first place you have a situation where the, they shut down the plant, so production hasn't been going. It's scheduled to open back up in the 1st of June, where they're going to open the Abbott plant. 40% of our baby food or formula is from there. Um, so that's a big deal. The other 40 we get from overseas, like China, one of the places, but that's a problem because we got to supply chain shortage. So we got a whole lot of ways and reasons and things happening that that milk is not making it to the shelf. And so then you got another crisis going on because you got people making formula. So people have been posting online how to do this and how to do this in the old school. And what I would say about that is there's a reason why those old school formulas are not still valid today. And a lot of that has to do with There's vitamins and certain things that was missing that was making a lot of babies sick back then. And now those same babies who's getting these homemade formulas, they're in the hospital. Uh, Right now on Abbott's uh, list, they've decided that they will help pay some of the hospital bills for some of the mothers who've had babies put into the hospital because there was a lack of formula readily available. So it is really a crisis. If you can't feed your baby, your baby died. That's just the real truth about the thing. And oftentimes we've been dependent on going to the store, the factories. We can just go get it. And now there's a shortage. So this is one of those seasons where moms can become empowered for the moms that can. There is a 1% woman who cannot. And that's because she got some kind of health issue or some concern going on with her own body. But in general, if you are a mother and you had a baby, your body went through all the phases and changes so that you could produce the milk to feed your own. And so if you can, you get and, and you're struggling like you want to, but you need some help. That's when you call somebody like me, which is an LC or a breastfeeding counselor or someone so they can assist you in doing it. But what's really happening is that the very, very uh, weakest of us, the littlest, the least of us, our babies, our infants, what, what, what determines our tomorrow, which is our kids, they're under attack because they don't have food to eat. Um, I was thinking that, that they pulled this motherfucking stunt because it got something to do with the population control and all that shit. That's just my me thinking up out of the box. How the fuck is a is it a damn similar shortage? You know? you know what? I personally, I agree with you. I don't think that it just happened by chance. You want to know why? Because in October, they knew about it. How is it that you had wind of what was going on in October and you didn't start to even think to address it a little bit until February and you still didn't really do much in February. And here we are in May and you're just not opening the plant back up in June. So it ain't even open yet. 
That should have been an instant. Oh my God, babies need to eat. Let's get this stuff cracking. So as soon as y'all saw that babies got sick, as soon as y'all saw there was bacteria in there and it killed the babies, you go in, you do whatever you need to do, you clean, sweet. That's warp speed. That's what, what you need to be doing. Even the milk that they just bought in, it's a blessing, but they still got to go through the FDA approval. So you, okay, it came over from Germany. It's in Indianapolis. It got to go through the checks and balances. So you're still looking at a week or two weeks before that's filtered out. And in the meantime, babies still need to eat. Okay, let me ask you this. So how long does a woman's body produce milk after the baby is born? Why they just can't say, here, suck this titty? Okay, so the way the body works is supply and demand. So if the baby comes out and you put them to the breast or you stem the breast with a breast pump, or what hand pump, whatever it is that you do to get it to flow, you can feed your baby. And as long as you're as long as you're stimulating, the body's gonna make it. When the body does not get stimulation, it has a automatic shutdown in it, and it says we don't need it, we don't need it, we don't need it, and then it slows down production. So it's always about supply and demand. So if you put that baby to the breast, in general, it's gonna make milk. You stop, it slows down. Okay, um, but but it is still milk there, correct? Yeah, just not in enough volume after a while to feed the baby if you're not putting the baby there or stimulating consistently enough. You have to pump at least eight times a day. You need to feed a baby at least eight to 12 times at the breast a day. Okay, so is, is there any alternative milk that the babies could drink besides Similac and breast milk during this crisis? like almond milk, soy milk, whole milk. Those milks are dangerous for a baby. It doesn't have what it needs. The closest, and I'm not I'm not pushing or promoting this. Let that be clear. Napira is not pushing or promoting this, but the closest to human milk is goat's milk. And how many of us got little kids, and I'm talking about goats, nah, running around in our backyard. But literally, that's the closest to human cow milk is nowhere near they make formula from cow milk but they really have to alter it to fit a baby because they the the uh whey and proteins in it the casein and whey are totally off balance from humans the only one that has a similar structure to us is a goat okay let me, let me ask you this why, why are we the only species that drink milk from another animal like cow milk and all this stupid ass shit. Honestly, that is a culture thing that's been trained to us. So like, even if you read Bible and there was a time where the parent and the Bible say the kids stay with the mama to the weaning time. If you go back to old school culture, uh, African culture and many others, after the, the, they would put the mom and the baby together until the baby was at weaning time. After that point, you didn't drink milk. You don't need it. it I mean, it, it really isn't a thing that we have to have. You need it from birth. It's very important from birth. You need to feed your baby. It's sort of like with dogs. We don't get dog milk, right? After right. they've done breastfeeding from their, their mommies and we give them, you don't usually give a dog milk. I see people give cats milk, but I don't, and I don't even know why they do that. 
we just give dog water and food, right? And don't get we don't give it anything else. So okay. we need to have it like that. Since you put it like that, I understand now. So um what is the mission statement of your company? So we specialize in assisting moms and their babies also having a good start. Babies have a great chance of feeding their, mothers have a great chance of feeding their infants and providing the liquid gold that will sustain their life. So now I said all that and you could tell I was reading a statement and let me tell you how but, I feel. But, but it's good though. That's, that's, all, that's all I needed. At first, my mission used to be grinding, grinding, grinding for African-Americans to get on the bandwagon to feed their babies. So it was about pushing the mission and letting them understand why we don't. At this point in time, I'm all about everybody needs to eat. We all got to eat. All the babies got to eat. Can't have, you can't leave one baby. As they said, no babies left behind for the school. That's kind of how I am. No babies left behind. So my mission is making sure they know that moms know that they are factory. Moms know that they can produce this milk and moms know that they can get a baby liquid gold. And if they're having a problem, that's when you call somebody like me at IBCLC. Okay. Um, so what do you have planned up coming in the future? And can you tell us about it? Yes. So the plan is a grand relaunch starting at the end of June, my company fully relaunched. Mama Total Matima, MTM is what we call it. And it's a Swahili word that we put together, which means mama means mother, total means baby, Matima means feeding. And you put it together, it says mama and baby breastfeeding or mama and baby feeding. Um, to relaunch, to make sure that these moms have access to sound care, good care, good help, good information. When my website comes back up in June, it'll have all kinds of information, the latest on the food shortage, how to find us, the latest on information on what to do if you can't reach somebody, um, best sources and resources, just everything a mom needs to be empowered so that she can feed her own baby. Because at this point, that's what they need. They need to know if the government won't do it, it don't matter, we can do it ourselves. We're women. That's what's up. So what's something that people don't know about you? I, I appreciate your professionalism. I appreciate you coming on here, educating the listeners of Writers Live. And I appreciate your movement and your call to action with the whole lactation thing. So we're just going to relax a little bit. What's something that people don't know about you? That my favorite thing to do is sing. Okay, that's good. All right. Um, what's going on with the SOS podcast, or is that still a thing at all? It is a thing, and it will be up and running. Everything will be under the motion for June and July, because while I'm on there talking about MTM, I got to have a place to say, hey, go check out my breastfeeding website. Okay, it makes sense. Perfectly good sense. Um. So I want to ask you this. Okay, if you, you know, I have to add a little humor to this, right? Okay. okay. Um, so if you was a player and you could pick 
any five men, dead or alive, to get money for you, for you to be their madam, right? Mm -hmm. What five guys would you pick? Who would be your bottom dude and who would be your lowest dude in order? It could be anybody, rapper, actor, sports player, whatever you want. Interesting question, totally left field. Let me think. I think I take Napoleon Hill, which is the old white guy who just has so much knowledge and set up under Andrew Carnegie and all of them because his brain was amazing. I would want to have him in my life so I could pick his brain so I can know how to get to the money. Okay. Um, I would pick Terrence. Um, and that's just because he had a way of warming people's hearts when he was alive. He was just who that stuff, Terrence. I'm that's that's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> but when he was alive, he had a way of warming people's hearts. Okay. Um, if we're talking professional again, mm, that's the top, and I got three more to go. Huh. Including this one. It's three. Don't cheat. No, I'm not cheating. You just said get money. I don't know. There, there's a few people, but nobody's coming to my head. That's crazy. We're not going to let you get away with that shit. <laughs> you just Profession, not gonna, Professional or not. You, you're not going to let me get away with it. Three no. more people. Um, I like the way Shaq handled business. Okay. Uh, let's see. Two more people. I'm in awe with Denzel. Okay. I, I, what I love about him, he stayed with his sister. He managed his money. He put God first. It's, it's, it's that stuff. Okay. Um. I, I got. Am I one more or two more to go? That I got one. Go? No cheating. No, one more, no cheating. There go women always want some extra shit. <laughs> no, it's just that's a crazy question. Um oh, no. Who would it be? Somebody that I know could su support my my life and you came on here all prepared and shit. You're not prepared now. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. You got me off my and we almost out of time. Ooh. <laughs> Who would be? That's a professional that I admire. My brother. Okay. That's cool. I um cool. So <laughs> if when you retire or before you retire, what would make you say, hey, you know, I done did everything, I accomplished everything, good enough. What would that thing be? Three things. Got a number one jazz album or blues album, whichever way you want to put it. I call it your blues. Okay. So that that one accomplishment alone would make me like the happiest. My jazz building is up and running Billy's. Like it's up and functioning and I'm leaving a le legacy. And then all the babies that I put my hands out to feed, and all the mothers that I reached out to get, 
that they actually was touched and moved and I made a difference in their life. So those three things are the most important. And then of course my legacy, which is my kids, that they just are successful. They don't got to do what mommy do. I just need them to use, utilize any tools that I've equipped and empowered them with. Right. You want them to be productive members of society? Absolutely. Okay. That's good. Sounds good. So plug your social media and where everybody can reach you. All right. Starting in June, www.mamatotomatima.com. Follow us on Facebook, MTM, Mama Toto Matima again, same thing. Follow us on IG, Twitter, Mama Toto Matima. And you can look me up on LinkedIn. So it's still MTM, Mama Toto Matima, or my name, Napira Loveless. Um, so for all those beautiful things, far as milk and mothers, that's where you'll find us. www.mamatotomatema.com. Now, as far as my music, I'm just not reading, and you'll be seeing much, much more of me. Okay. So we're dropping, we dropping the mic on Riders Live. What you want to leave with the people? Like your, your final thoughts. My final thoughts is this, that I would want all mothers to know that they are empowered. And so it doesn't really matter what they're doing out there in the industry, baby food, food shortage or anything else. They know that they can do it. We were born. We're Americans. We are innovators. And anything we put our minds to do, we can do it. And so if you need your baby to get fed, you got the tools to feed your baby. And if you're struggling, come look at me. Holla at your girl. That's what's up. Um, all I want to say is everybody be safe, adapt, overcome, continue to persevere. We out.